Hello and welcome to Be The Change, the latest podcast from The Climate Clinic, a brand new series brought to you by the Global Consortium on Climate and Health Education. We now know that healthcare contributes to the climate crisis and makes up more than 4.4% of net global climate emissions. The health sector must be a societal leader in protecting public and planetary health from climate change. In order to do this, it needs to decarbonise rapidly, build resilience and adaptive capacity, as well as fostering health equity and meeting global goals, including universal health coverage. In this series, we'll be talking with experts from around the world in order to shine light on exactly what you can do in your communities today. Welcome back to another episode of Be The Change. Now, I'm really excited because today we're going to be speaking with the creators of the world's first ever 100% compostable isolation gown. I'm joined in the studio by Jonathan Mustick and John Sharp from Biogown. And Biogown, when I was first told about Biogown, um, Jonathan and John, I was extremely excited. I heard it came across this a few weeks ago now. And I just thought at the time, we have to get you guys in the studio discussing Biogown, your new product, and how you're taking it to markets around the world now and the impact that this could have on healthcare systems around the world. So for the listeners who are going to be unfamiliar with, with you guys and Biogown, tell them a little bit about yourselves and your background. Yeah, so uh, my name is Jonathan Mustick, and I uh, have come from a basically 20-year background in the textile industry and had a custom suiting business uh, pre-COVID. And obviously during COVID, no one was wearing suits. So we I had to pivot really quickly to kind of figure out a way to, you know, my original goal was to help us get out of the pandemic and then get back to suits, but then kind of found a passion for these medical gowns. Um, we converted our factory over to make these gowns, uh, to make plastic gowns. Um, and in 2020, we delivered about a million, over a million gowns to local hospitals. But during that time, John and I realized kind of the amount of plastic waste that was being generated by the, using these gowns. And um, yeah, that's what we started, kind of the, the journey down the bio gown. Yeah, and, and for me, um, I just I have a background in uh, you know several ventures in the manufacturing and real estate and tech sectors. I've known John for quite a while, and then we uh, decided to officially uh, partner uh, and pursue BioGown, and the, the corporate name is Terralome just a few years ago. So this is something we've been uh, in the trenches with for for a few years now. Now let's dive into BioGown and the product itself. Tell us a little bit about what BioGown is where it stems from and why it's such a unique product. Because the background that we have here, uh, John and Jonathan, is that in a study that came out a couple of years ago, the vast majority, so 80% of hospital gowns in the US that are manufactured are single use only. We know that we talk about plastics and life cycle, but plastics really, you know, the, all the plastics that we've created and generated for healthcare pretty much still exist in some way, shape or form. So it's, there's not really a, a life cycle there. So tell us about your product. So yeah, we we developed Biogram going back to the you know the start of this of the pandemic. Um, I was in my garden and I noticed a droplet of water uh, running off a broccoli leaf and thought to myself, if nature can figure out how to be a water protection barrier, why can't we? So John and I spent the majority of the end of 2020 and early 2021 doing R&D on coming up with a fabric that mimics plastic in its protection, but would be home compostable and turn into nutrient-rich soil within six months. So what, you know, there's a couple benefits of this. Not only does it create soil, carbon 
sequestering soil, but it also reduces the amount of landfill waste that's going to, um, that would come from hospitals via traditional plastic gowns. Um, plastic gowns from an NHS study generate almost, or almost double the amount of CO2 emissions as all other PPE combined. So by tackling the plastic gown market, we're eliminating a huge impact of carbon emissions in the healthcare industry right off the bat. That's fantastic. And you mentioned, John, a little bit, you touched on the word manufacturing there. What does that look like in the US? What's your manufacturing process and capacity look like? And what is the actual material um, that, that goes into producing these gowns? On the manufacturing side, um, we are working with a local machinist um, who's developing a custom machine for us to really up our manufacturing and and modernize it um, because most gowns are made traditionally with you know traditional hand sewing or ultrasonic sewing. So we're working to up our our capacity. Where once we have this machine up and running, we'll be able to do uh, a million gowns a year just with one machine. Um, currently, we're able to do. Uh, up to about 2,500 gowns a day um, in our actual manufacturing right now. Um, as for the material, it's kind of a cornstarch-based material. Can't really go into too much detail about that, but um, yeah, it, it's it's a natural product that breathes a lot better than plastic, and that's one of the, the interesting things we've always found when people try on the gowns. They, they think it's going to be sticky or hot, and then after they wear it for a little bit, they're actually really surprised because it is a naturally occurring substance. It wears more comfortably on the, on the body. So I'm really interested to find out a little bit more about the options that you have for healthcare systems if they choose to order and, and do business with Biogown. You have a couple of options in terms of the life cycle of the product itself. So you offer, you talk about the full loop option and then this half loop option as well. Do one of you want to just explore a little bit in detail and explain what those mean? We kind of created two different options because some hospitals, you know, at the time or initially can't do the full loop. So the full loop is what we strive for for everybody. It's where we drop off, deliver gowns to the hospital, um, insert all our own bins within the hospital as well, where a healthcare worker can remove the gown, put it in the bin, and then their staff, uh, brings it down to a waste bin that's in the, the whole hospital collection area. We collect those gowns each week, bring them to our own composting facility where we mix, mix them with uh, food scraps from the community as well as leaves and other um, biomaterial. And in four to six months, we turn that soil, or turn that into nutrient-rich soil. Um, we then use that soil to grow crops, which sequester carbon from the atmosphere uh, use those crops to donate them back to the community to eat and to use within the community. Um, now, the next option is just the half loop, which is you take the gowns, dispose of them as you would naturally do uh, with any other plastic gowns. Our gowns in an open air landfill will degrade in less than a year, where our traditional plastic gowns take about 400 years to degrade. Now, one of the interesting things is that you would think that following the pandemic or even pre-pandemic that the plastics issue with hospital gowns and single-use plastics may have been addressed. But it seems that perhaps this hasn't actually been done um, in, in, in the same way in which you're, both of you have been tackling this at a biogown. Is there a sustainable gown market? 
And do you know if anything like this has, has been trialed before? Are you guys genuinely the first? Uh, yeah, I, I can speak to that. I mean, I, I think that at this point, uh, we uh, believe, you know, based off of our research and uh, what we see in the market is that, yes, we are the first to foray into this uh, particular kind of area in terms of, you know, establishing, researching and manufacturing and distributing, you know, organic based uh, gowns, right? In this case, a fully compostable gown for use in healthcare, you know, environments and, and beyond. It, it's been interesting because there, there's, you know, as an emerging supplier in the United States that was effectively born out of the COVID pandemic, you know, we of course, are not a, a massive company, right? So we have to be very, we have to run very lean and invest a lot in R&D and make sure that this particular product, you know, f- meets all of the spe- you know, specifics that it needs to, me- to meet in order to be used at scale, uh, both in the, in the United States and abroad. Luckily, we have done that, right? Now, now that we've, we've reached that milestone and we're starting to move into a place where we want to scale, um, on the other hand, there there are natural challenges to doing that, right? First of all, you have to wait for you know the, the political climate or the business climate, you know, especially in the United States, to begin to embrace more climate oriented changes. That will take some time, right? We all know that that's that's kind of a, a general process. On the other hand, there are natural challenges attached to uh, the labor markets in, in the United States as well, right? We had to. For example, you know, we realized that as a supplier in the United States, our, lab, our labor costs are going to be higher than many other nations around the world. And so, you know, the, the U.S. government saying, sure, we, you know, we'd like you to, to manufacture every component uh, on U.S. soil. Yes, that's something that we can now do, but it's always uh, an endeavor for us as a company to further reduce those costs. And so over the last year and a half, as, as Jonathan alluded to, we were able to design a custom uh, machine, a manufacturing machine that allows us to reduce labor costs and thereby uh, reduce our overall pricing, uh, which has helped tremendously. And that will only improve uh, as we scale uh, and as demand grows. Really exciting. Um, obviously, you know, you're a US based and founded and set up in the US, as you both mentioned, but you're looking to scale right now. And that's really exciting. Speaking of scalability, what countries or regions, if any, are you currently supplying to or working with outside of the US? And John, you also mentioned the word challenges. What are some of the barriers you face, perhaps internationally, where that might be regulatory bodies, uh, standards with regards to what sort of gowns that different healthcare systems use around the world? Um, so currently, we are supplying to uh, the U- United States, have a pretty big inroad coming up with Germany, um, looking like we're going to start supplying Australia, and Canada has um, shown a lot of interest in the last couple of months. So we are really, um, at, the, at this point, you know, worldwide supplying, but um, it's, it's interesting because we do seem to get a lot more questions and inquiries from overseas than we do in the United States at the moment. And then with regards, uh, Adesh, to, you know, certain challenges and kind of barriers that, that we may face, of course, there will always be, you know, but I, I would say at this point, there are, are probably three significant ones that, that we face. One is kind of the perception or like the optics of green versus kind of fossil fuel based plastics, right? You have, uh, secondly, kind of a regulatory uh, uh, constraint. 
And thirdly is the is the notion of pricing and, and the fact that many people you know believe that you know green centric uh, products will be much more expensive uh, than than fossil fuel based. So with regards to perceptions, right? What I mean by that is that you know people might ask, hey, you know, is is your bioplastic strong? Is you know is it comparable to fossil fuel based gowns? Well, the answer is yes, and actually in most cases, it's actually even stronger. Is it uncomfortable? Uh, no, it's actually extremely comfortable. Are, are, we, are you guys able to scale, you know, in the event of, uh, you know, a spike in, in demand? Well, the answer is actually, yes, we can, because in addition to our manufacturing operations in the U.S., we've also established a global network of manufacturing partners uh, to build a more reliant supply chain. Um, so, you know, th there are questions like that that we have to kind of dispel and, and, and continue to have uh, meaningful conversations. And that is beginning to really pick up a lot of steam. So we're, we're very excited about where that's going, but optics, again, it can be a, can be a challenge. Uh, another is just the regulatory process, I guess, in, in the United States, at least, can be relatively slow, right? So we are moving through the FDA approval process for the level two medical device um, that is moving along, but it is, again, it's a slower process that we wish would be a little bit more quick, but that's okay. I mean, that takes time and eventually we will, we will get there. I, I, I should probably mention that we are a USDA bio-preferred product now. So we have, you know, had our, our product tested uh, by the U.S. government and as an organic uh, kind of product, which is, which is great. And the, the final, you know, challenge is, is, you know, pricing, right? Because many hospitals in the United States are extremely price sensitive, and I completely understand that, uh, you know, especially in the wake of COVID, the, the economy and just hiring payroll has been very disjointed. Uh, and so... You know, there's a lot of initiatives that we know health systems are really, you know, pushing for right now, but they also have constraints too. So pricing is, is a sensitive thing. And a lot of people will, 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 you know, naturally say, well, unfortunately, we're not, you know, maybe we're not interested now, come back, you know, next year when pricing has come down or something. However, our pricing is actually very competitive uh, with fossil fuel-based uh, gowns, <laughs> and sometimes it even beats pricing. Uh, so we are right there now. It's taken us time, but with uh, innovation and uh, with establishing a you know a better supply chain and all those elements, we've been able to really bring the price per unit down, and that will even improve as we as we scale. That you know that that's a pretty exciting element that I think a lot of folks out there uh, should should keep in mind when they think about uh, the bio gown and uh, just the future in general for for this kind of product. So, John, I understand that also during the manufacturing process for, you know, gown producers around the world, that there are often there's often wastage and some of that gets thrown on the scrap heap as well. But I understand that you're doing something quite uh, innovative and interesting and you're not even putting some of those bits of scrap to waste, too. So tell us about what, what goes on in the manufacturing process and how you how you make use of those scraps. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, as a as a company, part of our mission is to just find ways of reducing waste, right? But that that's not just on the end user side, that's also during the manufacturing process. And so what we've found is that we, when you look at uh, gown production, uh, that these are some effectively sheets of fabric that are then cut into gowns. But when you do that, when you cut them into gowns, there is about a 10 or 15% portion of the fabric that is then not usable uh, anymore, and it's just thrown away. And so in, we face the same constraint. And so we, what we decided to do is since our fabric is compostable, 
instead of us just, you know, as if they're fossil fuel, you know, based plastics and just throwing it away, we take that 10 to 15%. We take those and we also compost them. So if you are a, a you know, a, a buyer of a bio gown, like a healthcare system, whether you pick the half loop option or the full loop option, it's always good to know that even by us producing the gowns for you, we are composting 10 to 15% of that fabric anyways, instead of throwing it away. Uh, and so, you know, that's something that we'll always ensure is part of our uh, manufacturing process. And again, just part of our, our mission to reduce, uh, you know, carbon emissions uh, and landfill waste as much as possible from, from A to Z. What I'm hearing from you both is that this is a gown, which is environmentally friendly, has a great life cycle, um, is in essence, functionality wise, able to replace uh, a large number of standard fossil fuel based established plastic gowns that are out there. What does it, what does your gown look like? Is it just, does it look like a, a, a standard hospital gown that we know a normal plastic gown or how, how, what's the appearance like? Uh, yeah, so it looks, it looks exactly like a traditional, you know, plastic gown, but we do, because we are a small supplier, we're able to customize the gown's design to meet, um, individual needs. And myself as a, as a designer before this, one of the things that I saw as a huge improvement opportunity is just the design and the fit of the gowns in general. Um, most of the gowns are big and bulky. A lot of times it's one size fits all. And so, we really try to work with specifically some of the local hospitals here in the North Carolina region to really meet their needs of them and their nurses and staff to kind of find a fit that actually works. Um, we were really fortunate to work directly with the infection prevention team at Atrium Hospital in Charlotte to really fine tune the design um, of the initial gowns specifically for their needs. And, and they've really been enjoying the use of those gowns. Well, that's something you don't hear all our listeners. Um, it's a gown that currently can be customized, um, which is which is fantastic um, size wise as well, which you don't often have the ability to be able to do with conventional bulk orders of plastic gowns. I'm sure a, ver- a large number of people are very excited now, probably want to find out more. How can our listeners tap into this, get in touch and find out more? Uh, they can reach us at uh, com or the biogown.com. Um, via email or in text, uh, the, both of those contacts are at the bottom of the screen on the websites. Brilliant. And we'll be including all of those details in our podcast description for you as well to check out. One last comment from you both. What is your vision for the future and your, your ambition for Biogown? I mean, we have a, a strong vision uh, for the future in terms of adding additional products uh, similar to the Biogown uh, into this ecosystem. But when we think about Biogown, I think we, we think of the word transformation. And what I mean by that is our business model is meant to uh, integrate uh, not only with, you know, healthcare providers uh, and health systems, but the local community. So, so BioGound is really a transformative community centric product. And by, what I mean by that is because when the, with a composting process, that's a, really a community driven process. And so we want to give back uh, as much as possible uh, you know, this, this fresh soil to the community and at the same time serving underserved communities and other elements like that, that, that can help us kind of integrate with communities surrounding health systems. Uh, and we kind of view that as a, you know, a model that can be mimicked and replicated throughout the United States and, and abroad 
uh, in, in tremendous ways. I think it, it's a way that really matches uh, what a new generation is looking for uh, and, and a future in which, you know, I, I think uh, green centric products will, will be uh, much more deeply embedded uh, into, into the economy. So it, we see it as a very exciting one. Well, I'm loving everything that you stand for and all your values that that you're integrating together into your product and into Terralome and Biogan's vision. So um, I'm sure along with our listeners, wish you, I wish you all the best in the future. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah, thank you so much, Adesh. We appreciate it very much. Thanks, Adesh. It was, it was a pleasure being on the, the show today. Thank you very much for tuning in for another episode of Be The Change, a podcast in the series Climate Clinic brought to you by the Global Consortium on Climate and Health Education. See you again soon.